One of my favorite movies is Shrek. Have we got any Shrek lovers here? Oh, I think it's a great movie, particularly the first one. It's my favorite. And there's this bit where if you're, if you're, Shrek is an ogre with a Scottish accent. And my wife's Scottish, so I just... Anyway, so Shrek and Donkey, Eddie Murphy, they're walking along together and they're having this conversation about the difference between donkeys and ogres. And, and Shrek says, ogres are like onions. What they smell is what donkeys is. No, 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 no. He said, we have layers. Layers, I think, which comes out. And then he talks about some other things. And, and it was really that thought that, um, let's think about layers, because the passage we're going to read in, in a moment is actually about layers. And that's what it's about. So I just try and put some things out there to try and help us remember. So if a neighbour um, comes to you, or, or maybe it's through Holiday Club, what do you do in church? Um, Oh, yeah, we, we, we have some songs, and, and, and last week we heard about compassion, and then we look at God's Word, and what do they talk about from the Bible? Oh, he spoke about layers. Really? What do you say about that then? And hopefully something will stick that makes it memorable rather than trying to remember three points that most of us will forget, even if they start with the same letter. Okay, so let's, um, let's have a look at this scripture together. If you could go to that next slide. I wonder if um, we could read it together. Can we do that? All right. I'll count to three and then we'll, we'll jump in. One, two, three. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. In the previous part of this passage, Paul has talked about putting off things, putting off falsehood, putting off lying, putting off things. And then he comes to this and he, and he says, now we need to put on some things. So let's just use this as a bit of a... Um, as we've got kids in the house today, I'm going to be a bit visual. I hope that's all right. Make myself look ridiculous. So um, Paul said, put off the bad stuff, if you like. Put off. Stop living like that. And, and now he said, as God's chosen people, you're holy, you're dearly loved, clothe yourself. So he's building a word picture here. And he says, right, clothe yourself. So let's um, make a start here. Clothe yourself with compassion. This is a great passage for me, um, working with compassion to start with. But have you thought about compassion and what that word means? It, it literally means to sit with. Now, there's a really key lesson coming up here for the blokes, all right? I, I don't know how... This is, this is broad brushstroke, but for most married couples... Um, Women tend to have a lot more words they need to use up every day than blokes. I think it's like three times as many, apparently. Some, I don't know who's counted them, but somebody said that. And maybe you know, you've, you've both been at work, and you know, as a husband, you come home, and, and your wife's had a particularly bad day or a really rough day at work, which happened to my wife recently. And I used to be a car mechanic, and, and I would try and fix it, because you know, that's what I do. I just like fixing things. And, and I, I have learned that actually I'm much better to have compassion and just sit there and zip it. And just listen. Just listen. 
Just let my wife spill, let her talk, let her say that. And, and somehow they fix themselves. It's really quite amazing if you shut up and don't say anything. So compassion really means to sit with someone, not to give them loads of answers, but to say, I'm with you. I'm empathizing. I'm, I'm sharing your pain. I, I'm, I'm making the right noises, if you like, to be with you and to identify that you actually had a, a really rough day. And I want you to know that I'm feeling for you and with you. That's compassion. Not just jumping in with a, with a nice off-key, off off-pat off answer, trying to sort it all out, to have compassion. Then he says... Um, Kindness. Kindness. See, my, my sons inspired this talk. When they were little, so they're now up in their 30s, but um, when they were little, probably six, seven, eight, somewhere in that age, age I've got three boys and two girls. My boys would, would sometimes, when they hadn't, just didn't know what to do, they would put on all their clothes. Uh, if you can imagine like little Mitchell and men, they would, everything, so I'm just, this is nothing, what I'm, what I'm doing here, but they would put on all their t-shirts, all their shirts, all their underwear, shorts, pants, socks, the works, everything, and they'd be kind of walking around like this, because they, you know, that's the image I want to think about, and I'll come back to that at the end. So, so Paul's saying, you know, he's not saying, well, you've done compassion, now take that off. Keep that on. On the top of that, put on kindness. I'm not a great movie person, but here's another movie. There was a movie that Disney produced a little while ago on Cinderella, and it was like an acted one rather than a cartoon one. And there's a scene in there where, where Cinderella is kneeling beside her mother who's dying. So it's a very emotional Scene and, and obviously there's a, there's, there's a huge amount going on at this point, but Cinderella's mum is saying these kind of final words to Cinderella, her daughter. And she says this, Cinderella, have courage and be kind. Have courage and be kind. And Cinderella's kind of sobbing and, and kind of saying, I don't know how to do that. And then her mum says these words. She says, Cinderella, you have more kindness in your little finger than most people possess in their entire bodies. I thought, what a great line. And I thought, as believers, it should be true of us, as believers, because the Holy Spirit lives in us, and it's what he is like. So we should be the example of the most kind people on the planet, because it's what God is like. Out of his kindness, there's a, there's a Hebrew word, hesed, and it really means loving kindness. There isn't, you can't translate it in one word in, in English. It just doesn't work. It has it packed with so much meaning. But loving kindness, it comes up a lot um, through the Old Testament particularly. And that's what Paul is talking about here. Having kindness, a choice to be kind. What does it mean to show kindness to someone at work who's, who's having a bad day? They're probably having a bad day because something has happened in their world. A particular thing has happened in their family or something is going on. There's not many people that come to work thinking, I'm just going to be grouchy today because I feel like it. Occasionally you get people like that, but there's not many of them. Most people are upset because of a story. Something has happened to cause them to be like that and they don't realise. So next, um, Paul says... Um, Humility. 
I'm glad it's a cold day. <laughs> Humility. I heard uh, one person say, um, you know, in, in society we, we're kind of encouraged to climb the ladder, you know, climb the corporate ladder, go higher. And in Christianity we're called to do the opposite, go lower. Not be walked on. No, we've got to have courage and we need to be some of the most courageous and bold people on the planet as believers. But we're called to go lower in humility, to not always have to give the right answer and, and always put someone right, but choose to sit with and be with and show kindness even if someone's giving us the opposite back. And that's about walking in humility and choosing not to speak when necessary, choosing to be with, choosing to, to help someone out even if they're returning quite the opposite. Humility. You know, sometimes we, we just want to give our opinion with someone recently and, and they just couldn't say sorry. It was sad, really. And they just had to keep telling me something more. If I said something, they had to better it all the time. And I just went away from that conversation just feeling quite sad, really, thinking, you haven't got to prove anything to me. I welcome you and accept you, whatever. You haven't got to keep upping a story. And it just made me feel sad, lack of humility. Next he says, um, I'm getting a bit warm here, um, gentleness, gentleness, so let's do, let's do another one, all right, gentleness, do you know a, a synonym for gentleness is, gentleness is warmth, which is what I'm feeling really now, and I've um, got my insulated hat on, but do you know, have you, you met people like that, they're just, we talk about people that have a warm personality, There's, they exude a warmth, they don't mean that they're just um, sweating, <laughs> but there's just something that about them that, that you want to be around people like that. People who are gentle. My wife often says to me, don't lose your English accent. Be an English gentleman. And I think there's something in that, a bit of the era I grew up in. I remember what my grandfather was like, and that's changed in the UK, but there was just something about that era, he would always tip his hat when he walked past someone. There was just something about a gentleness, something about noticing other people. And the um, UK has lost that. Um, and so I think there's something in what my wife is saying to me. Well, where do we go next? Patience. Patience. Do you know, when we put things on in this order... It's easier to be patient. Do you know when you've chosen to put on compassion and sit with someone, when you've chosen to be kind, you've chosen to be gentle, you've chosen a path of humility rather than ego, it's a whole lot easier to be patient with other people when you've already got these layers on. And then Paul goes into talking about forgiveness and, and forgiving those around you. If someone has a grievance against you, it doesn't say put them right. It says forgive because it's what God has done. And once we know God's forgiveness, we've joined the family in that sense. I'll talk more about this tonight. There's something about we should take on the family likeness to be like he is. And he's all of these things. And he's forgiven us when we couldn't even forgive ourselves often. So we need to reach that out to other people as well. 
And then, and then he says, over all these things, having laid up, got all these things on, he says, put on love. And what I, I think about love, there's always kind of room to include someone else, to bring them in, and to share something of God's love. And I know I look utterly ridiculous, but I want to take you back to my two boys. And they'd layer on far more than this. You can imagine them kind of like this, little lads. And once they were all layered up and got everything on they could possibly get on, they would have a wrestling match. And they would tussle and they would fight and throw each other around and bash into things. And there'd be all this noise coming from our front room. But you know, not once with all of that, not once did they come to me saying, Dad, he hurt me. Dad, I've done this, I've done that. Why? Because they were so protected. So much stuff, so much layers on, they never ever got hurt. And when I started to think about this passage and think about my two boys that inspired this, I think there's something in that for us. If we choose to put off falsehood and all of those things and we choose to layer up, it's really funny, a lot of the stuff that might get thrown at us or directed at us doesn't stick and actually doesn't penetrate and doesn't hurt. And that's how we should be as believers. And I think it's a word picture that Paul is drawing or painting for us that we might be different people. If this hasn't got your attention, maybe I can use one last analogy. If you think about a, a bulletproof vest, a soldier, it's the same kind of principle really, isn't it? Except that you don't wear a bulletproof vest and then hide yourself away, shut the door and hide away in your home. You take it off when you're at home. You need a bulletproof vest when you're on the front line because you are going to be on the front line. That's why you wear it. And so these things are not for us to, to wear, put these things on and then shut ourselves away. No, quite the opposite. It's to put these on and get out there among people, amongst your neighbours, amongst your work colleagues, and make a difference so that they can see what is it about you? How come you always? How come rather than the opposite, which sadly I hear all too often about Oh, they, they say they're a Christian, but I just I hate working with them. We don't want to be like that. We want to be like this and to really make a difference. So where do we go from here as I wrap up? Can you remember layers? And remember it's a choice. Every day it's a choice. When you get up in the morning to choose to put on compassion, to sit with Choose to be kind, choose to be gentle, choose to walk in humility, choose to be patient with people and give them the benefit of the doubt. And let's see what impact the kingdom of God has when we choose to live like that. So I always give a double challenge. One challenge is to say, can we take what God's word says and make a difference in this area around Brackenridge, around where you live, make an impact in this nation. But also, can we extend that to Indonesia, in a country where it's really tough, where it's even harder to do this, where it's hard when you, you don't even know if you're going to have enough food. I'll share more of this tonight, but 345 million people probably can't put one meal on the table today. It's called the global food crisis. That's what's happening in our world, and we're in a wealthy nation. Yes, rising prices, but can you do something about that to sponsor a child? $48 a month. There's some um, child profiles at the back. Um, maybe you're already sponsoring a child and you 
you'd say, well, actually, we could do one more. We could do that $3.20 thing. But it might be that your capacity is greater than that. There's a, a company up in the north of Queensland, and um, they sponsor, last year they sponsored 50 children. And they said, as a company, we want to do that. We want to do a face step every year. And their, their target is, for the end of this financial year, to do another 50. And I'm waiting to hear what, whether, whether they're going to reach to be able to do that or not. And what's great about that is I've got three Christian schools that are writing letters on behalf of that company to those children. So not only are they helping those kids, they're also inspiring kids in school here to write to kids in poverty. Another church I was at recently, someone came to me at the evening service and um, sponsored 14 children. Most I've ever seen in one go from one individual. So um, it might be that your capacity is greater than one or two children, but please come and, and speak. It's not just sponsorship. There's other ways that we can help you to be generous if that's um, something that we can help you with. Let me, let me finish by praying. Father, thank you for your generosity to us. Thank you that while we were still sinners, you sent your son to die in our place, to take the punishment we deserved, that we might know life and life in abundance. Thank you for the privilege we have to live in a nation like this one, where we have so many resources available to us, so much in terms of health care, opportunities, choice of what we eat, choice of leisure. Father, we are grateful and we say thank you. And we also say, would you help us today to be generous with the resources that you make available to us? Father, whether that's um, finances, time to write a letter, time to pray, time to serve here at Holiday Club through this coming week, time to reach out to our neighbours and make a difference in our workplaces. Holy Spirit, please work through us. That, Father, we might see your kingdom come and your will done here on earth, here in our sphere of influence as in heaven. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.